The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, at four years old, Mia Gaudenzi was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, a chronic lung disease that also affects her pancreas. Now, it has forced her to live in and out of hospitals for the past nine years. And taking serious precautions to avoid viral infections is a part of her daily routine. She has lived social social distancing before it became the thing it is today and has been homeschooled since the age of six. Me and her mother, Melissa, join us this afternoon just to give us some perspective on what that has been like over the past number of years, but maybe some ideas as well about homeschooling, activities to keep busy, some general tips on how to stay healthy and keep others safe. Mia, Melissa, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having us. Hi, thank you uh-huh. for having us. Oh my gosh, you guys sound almost identical. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that. Mia, for those who don't know, can you tell us uh, about cystic fibrosis and, and, and what cystic fibrosis means for you and, and, and your life? Cystic fibrosis is a chronic lung disease that affects the lungs and pancreas and the digestive system. Um, I have to do physiotherapy three times a day um, to keep my lungs healthy and for me not to get lung infections. And repeated lung infections causes lung function loss. And eventually I would have to have a lung transplant. So, um, Mom, Melissa, when you when you found out that your daughter was uh, had cystic fibrosis, I think she was diagnosed at the age of four. What went through your mind? I had no idea about what cystic fibrosis was at the time. Um, I didn't know how our lives would change, mm. how different we would have to live our daily life. Um, Mia has to be very careful of germs, any kind of germs, mm-hmm. virus, bacterial. Um, If they get into her lungs and she catches repeated lung infections or pneumonias, um, it will slowly damage her lungs and her lung function will decrease. Um, And it actually happens very quickly. Um, And then she will eventually need a lung transplant. So our lives changed pretty quickly. Um, The things that we can and can't do changed. Our precautions have ramped up. Um, so Mia has always had to wear masks in public places, highly public places. Um, she definitely washes her hands a lot. And um, we carry sanitizer with us all the time. So this this COVID-19 is not a very big change for us. It is scarier um, because if, this, if Mia were to catch this, um, she's immunocompromised and this would be detrimental. So we've, we're, it's definitely changed our lives. Her diagnosis definitely has. Like I, um, yeah, I was thinking about that. It, it must have been uh, a little terrifying for you and for for Mia and for your, all of your family when you started to hear about COVID nineteen and and how it works and 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 what parts of the body it attacks. It, you just must have thought, oh my gosh, this this could be just absolutely awful. It's definitely life or death for children like Mia, children with cystic fibrosis, immunocompromised children. Um, so we are definitely staying home, staying safe. Um, I think the, the furthest we've gone is our backyard. <laughs> so Mia, were you when when you heard about COVID nineteen? You know, what did you think? It's it's hard. It was hard, but we're gonna get through. You're gonna get scared. through. 
Yeah, but you're doing all of these things, and you always have. I, I was thinking of, you know, I have ha- I have a, a number of friends who um, have had and have cystic fibrosis. I used to be involved with a telethon raising money for cystic fibrosis in Northern Ontario for for decades. So, um, wow. you know, I know I know then that we didn't shake hands. You know, we bumped elbows, and you know, all of these things. I mean, that was just the norm for all of my friends uh, with with CF. This uh, it has been the norm for you for a long time, but it, it's it's gone into into overdrive without a doubt. So, for for those kids that may be listening, or maybe their parents are are listening, you've also been homeschooled, Mia. I mean, how do you how do you not get bored being home? Um, you know, without hanging out with your friends at school, that sort of thing. Like, what, what kind of headspace are you in to get through that? I'm doing a lot of activities, um, like making slime, doing hobcraft, <laughs> um, FaceTiming all my friends and my cousins and family and such. Uh, Melissa. Keeping... Oh, sorry. No, I was go-, go ahead. We're just keeping busy. Um, we've been spending a lot more time together, which is nice. I mean, she's homeschooled, so she's with me all the time. But this is just a, a nice opportunity for us to spend time together. Mia is actually a Starlight child, um, part of Starlight Canada, which is an organization that um, provides activities and once-in-a-lifetime opportunities for children that are immunocompromised mm-hmm. and have life-threatening diseases. So they have been doing something really awesome where every Saturday they will have a Facebook Live. And so all of the kids will get together and make crafts together and there'll be special guests. The kids got to speak to Grey's Anatomy, Sandra O oh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, they've been really amazing. They also have a website, um, playfromhome.org, where they're actually raising money to send out play-at-home packs, which have crafts and activities for the children cool. to do together. So that's what we've been doing, and it's been incredible. So if there is anyone out there that would like to donate to playfromhome.org, um, you can go and check that out. Mia actually has a fundraising page where she's trying to reach $500 um, to send more play-at-home packs for all ages of children. Um, they've just been really amazing with us, and this is our way of giving back to them and uh, to that's... help out. That's really, really cool and, and good work. Um, you know what, um, Melissa, I have to say there, there's a there's a lot of uh, parents out there who have been thrown into homeschooling yes. <laughs> over the past uh-huh. uh, seven seven weeks. Do you have any tips for them? Because I see I see some are managing okay, some uh, seemingly really, really frustrated. What do you tell them? I would say take it at your own pace and find a way that will work for you don't try to try to emulate the classroom it's not going to work we've done that when Mia was little and it didn't work for us you have to find your own groove and find what your kids are really interested in doing and help them and participate with them I think it'll it'll you know show some enthusiasm and work together I think that's the main thing just find something that works for your family um whether it be in the living room or in the kitchen or anything. I think everyone has to just find their groove and it'll take a long time. I've heard some parents were having a hard time dealing with this, but I think eventually you'll find your groove. I'm wondering about just the structure of a day. When we think about the structure in a a regular classroom, it's going to be maybe a little different at home. Any suggestions on, you know, maybe when do you take a break or, you know, mixing it up a little bit? 
What we do here is um, we have a normal school day. So it's not exactly as long as from, let's say, 8.30 to 3.30. But um, Mia has a set time. She'll start at 9.30 a.m. And we'll go through the classwork. And when she feels like she needs a break, I usually let her tell me. Um, so she'll take 10 to 15 minutes, go grab something to eat, take her medications or, you know, have a 15-minute break. Um, then lunchtime will take a full hour. So it just... It depends on your children, and I know for kids who have been in school, they are probably used to their own school structure, so you're going to have to work with them and figure out something that works for all of you. It's, it is really difficult, I know, but I think <laughs> if you work with your kids, you'll, you'll see what they you'll see how they want to do it. And it, it, I think just be really relaxed with it. This isn't going to be exactly the same as school, but just really be really relaxed with it. I think it's, it's just, oh, I, now I'm thinking back of when we started this. And I remember how hectic <laughs> and crazy it was. And I thought to myself, if we can't do this, she's going to have to go back to school. So, <laughs> well, and, and, I, and I think through. that... You managed to do it, and, and when you say relaxed, I think that is some really, really good uh, advice, Melissa, because um, I think I think a lot of parents are putting a lot of pressure on themselves to try to get it right, to step right into the shoes of their kids' teachers, instead yeah. of just finding what's right for their family and their child during this, during this time that we all really are kind of uncertain about, and when we put too much pressure on, um, that's no good for anybody, so that's, that's some really good advice. Hey, Mia, how how are you staying in touch with all of your friends? FaceTime. FaceTime. Okay. Yeah. And so do you do that fairly often? Yeah, every day. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, we use uh, FaceTime and we had house party, I think, yeah, uh, going good, yeah. with my... With, yeah. Um, you know what? Just before I let you go, Melissa, I know there's there's some folks out there who um, maybe are questioning the social distancing recommendations, who are, are pressing for maybe a quicker uh, move to get things up and running again. What do you tell them... Um, um, given the situation that you find yourself in about the importance of making sure that we get this right and that we follow those recommendations from the, from the medical authorities. I am begging and pleading everyone to follow those recommendations. Keep your eyes on the news. Keep educated. Stay home. Stay safe. Wash your hands often. Please, please, please don't go out unless it's absolutely necessary. Groceries and whatnot. Our immunocompromised children's lives depend on it. The elderly's lives, they depend on it. Um, the quicker that we flatten this curve, the quicker this is going to be over. And I know it's a difficult time. It's really hard, but we really have to all work together in order to get this curve flattened. So please, please follow recommendations. <laughs> Mia and Melissa Gaudenzi joining me this afternoon. Uh, Mia and Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time and for the uh, uh, some of the advice that I'm sure some parents listening right now are going to take to heart. Really, really appreciate it. Stay safe. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, take care now. So, yeah, I think that that was, um, you know, for now. I'm not I'm not homeschooling kids, right? I don't. I don't my my kids are, are 29 and, and 25. I don't have to worry about about doing that. Um, but I know for a lot of you, it's been 
this this almost like a, a a carnival ride that you've that you've jumped on and you're trying to find a way to slow it down or um you just make it better uh, for you and your family some people are, are doing well really well to put that structure in place and that's working for you but I, I think what melissa said was is really important is you know take it at your own pace uh find your own groove be a little bit more relaxed uh, about it and she said you know their class their day is fairly structured you know class starts at nine and then we'll have a break but also letting uh her 13 year old dictate a little bit if she needs a break so if you're homeschooling right now and if you're listening i'd love to hear from you about how it's been going so far um i think it's uh, interesting also being married to a to a high school teacher about um you know, watching the work come come back into him, so he like he puts out the pro, he puts out his classes, and the work comes back in, and and hearing and seeing about uh, how much is getting done, um, and and how well it's getting done.